mean, you've been putting in work for so long. Putting in a lot of work. What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 51 putting in work. I am Johnny Peck, and thank you to everyone that checked out the episode 50 mailbag last week. That was a lot of fun uh, to do that with my wife, Hannah, her very first podcast, and I think she did great. So if you missed it, go check that out, episode 50. But you can still let me know what you think of the show on iTunes. And this week's review of the week goes to BCW, who says, love what Jono is doing with the podcast. Very interesting stories from different people and industries and the hard work and journey people have taken to get where they are. Keep putting in the work. Thanks, BCW. And a very happy Australia Day to anyone listening to this on the Friday. Hope you enjoy your long weekend. I certainly will be. Now, this week's guest is a really cool woman I had a chance to meet at PAX Australia last year, introduced via 8-Bit founder Brendan White, past guest on this show. Uh, it's Rachel Kenward, also known as Card Plays on Twitch and YouTube Gaming, where she's mostly known for her streams. She's actually a full-time streamer, and if you don't know what that means, you're about to find out. It turns out people can make a living from playing video games and people watching them and enjoying them and saying, here, have some money because I love what you do and I want to support you. So that, if you've never heard of it before, is a pretty fascinating idea. It certainly fascinated me enough that I wanted to talk to Rachel, find out more about how she got into streaming, how she became successful enough that she could have that as her primary income, and just her approach to this pretty new form of entertainment. You know, most of the stuff we're talking about here, authors and musicians and even podcasters, it's been around for a long time. People pretty much know what that is. But Twitch streaming, if you're not deep in the ditches of the gaming community, you probably don't know much about it. So hopefully you can learn something today. And I think Rachel is the perfect person to talk about that. So her YouTube gaming channel had something like 35,000 subscribers. She's now back on Twitch where she started under the name Open House TV, which is her and Brendan's latest project, basically aiming to distribute half of their donated funds to charities of their choice, local charities doing great things to help out those in Australia at a disadvantage. So really great initiative there with Open House. Make sure you check that out. And without further ado, here's Card Plays. Enjoy the show. Thank you for joining me, Rachel, in lovely Brisbane. Thank you for having me. We've got some mutual connections with Brendan, a past guest on this show, but we're not going to talk about him till a bit later. Okay. This is, this is about you, so we can just forget about that big bushy beard for a few minutes. <laughs> so he did introduce me to you at PAX, but since then I've been very fascinated in, I guess, what it means to be a full-time streamer. I'm not part of the Twitch community, obviously, in the way that you are or the way that many people out there are. So I've got a lot to learn in this interview and I'd like you to take me back to how you got into streaming to start with as a gamer. It probably goes back quite a few years. I started gaming a very, very, very long time ago in my early 20s and I took some time off. I took about five, six years off. Um, I was very, very addicted to gaming. Took a lot of time off um, in that time. I got married, had a baby, and uh, left my job to uh, to raise a baby at home. And um, in that time, I was getting really, really bored. So I decided to start gaming again and started getting addicted again. <laughs> and uh, I created an Instagram account based around the game CSGO. 
and uh, had a lot of people following me along the way. And I met a few other people who were talking to me about this website called Twitch. And I had no idea what it was. And uh, I joined them and I was watching them and they were doing this as like a, a full-time job. And I was like, how are you doing this? Like, it just fascinated me so much. And at that time, the internet in Australia was awful. Um, so I wasn't able to do it myself, but... I was at a crossroads with wanting to go back to a job, like I needed to go back to, to work, or I could maybe pursue something that really interests me and I was really into and try to make something of it. So I decided just to give it a crack. I moved, moved up, packed up and moved to a house that uh, just had NBN. I was really excited and yeah, started streaming. I started streaming on Twitch for a couple months. How long ago was this? This was about two years ago. Two years ago I started, yeah, and then uh, I got confronted by someone who was streaming over on YouTube Gaming, that was a brand new platform, and they were asking me to move over there because they were looking for some streamers over there, so thought I'd give it a go. I wanted to grow with a brand, brand new platform because I found Twitch to be a little bit hard to break into with a lot of people on there and uh, just wanted to grow with a brand new platform. Uh, so I was over on YouTube Gaming for a couple of years and uh, started getting a little bit disheartened, I think, or a little bit lost with streaming, I guess. I just needed a bit of a break and sure. couldn't really find my flair anymore. So I took a bit of a break in that time and spent a lot of time with Brendan along the way. And um, we talked about it and we kind of wanted to build something. Like we both have this these ideas of wanting to to create a, a community that we could give back. Like we want to do a lot of charity work and we want to give back to the community as much as possible. So we really wanted to to create something bigger and better than what I've already started. And that's Open yeah. House. <laughs> yeah, Open House. Um, I actually didn't have any idea about this whole... We've had people come to us go, oh, do you know that that's a, a part of the... Uh, the YouTube channel Funhouse, they've got a segment called Open House no, where they read comments either. or something. <laughs> I didn't know that either. And they're like, oh, you, you know, are you trying to copy them? I was like, not at all. It was just a big coincidence. Like uh, Open House to us is completely different than just reading comments. It's about, you know, welcoming and opening our lives and our house to to everyone and and uh, wanting to grow something big and, and friendly and, and positive and good. Yeah, that's really cool. So, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk a bit more about what you're doing now later, but we've, I feel like we've skipped over a little, okay. a huge detail actually, which is how uh -huh. you got to the point where you could actually do this to the level that you were approached by YouTube, uh, to the level that you were, I guess, full time and you didn't have to go back to work. So going back to the start, you know, let's uh -huh. just say you've streamed for the first time. I don't know how many people were watching you, but what was the growth from there to the point where you were actually successful in streaming? It was a grind to start off with. I uh, was very lucky in my way of approaching it all was because I didn't have NBN and I wasn't able to stream straight away. I decided to try and grow my brand and put myself out there, advertise myself on Instagram and other social medias to put myself out there. So when I am able to stream, I can advertise. I've got people to advertise to. I've got myself out there and say, hey, come and watch me. So it wasn't starting from basically zero viewers. Like when I first started streaming, I did have 
you know, 10 to 20 people that would come mm. and, and watch. And I think that was probably a really smart thing that I did. Was it just putting your views out there or just was it photography that attracted people? What do you think it was? Oh, uh, it was the, the Instagram account that I created was based around CSGO. So I was posting every day, like a lot of CSGO memes. I was posting giveaways and basically just trying to grow and uh, get people that were like-minded in the gaming industry to jump on board and follow. And it grew quite big. I think the, the biggest I had, the biggest follower count I had was about 25,000. Wow, that's, that's yeah. amazing. A lot, of, a lot of people were really behind it and had a lot of people that uh, that followed suit and created accounts. And yeah. Is this the account you still have? Yeah, I've changed it. I've changed it uh, to card plays and a lot of people were like, oh no, how dare you change it to that? And... <laughs> It's kind of, I've kind of steered away from CSGO now. Right. I don't really play it much anymore, but... I did flick through your Instagram and see there's a lot of photos of guns, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you scroll down, you'll see a lot yeah. of memes, but I've kind of steered away from that now. And I'm like trying to, to get away from the memes and yeah. make it more about me and where I want to go with things. Sure. Okay. So you've, um, you've brought some people across from Instagram to Twitch and mm -hmm. what was it, your approach when you started streaming that you feel like made you popular with people and finding an audience? I think giveaways helped. <laughs> I think giveaways helped a lot with streaming and um, getting people to tune in mm -hmm. to watch your stream, particularly in a game like CSGO where you've got skins to give away or even game codes so you have people tune in. And I think that really, really helps. But at the same time, it kind of, I think it hurts your channel a little bit too. Like people are only there for the giveaways and not really there for you. Right. Um, so it's, I guess it's a double-edged sword. It can be good and it can be bad, but yeah, I think giveaways really help to grow. Okay. Yeah. And was there anything about the types of games you chose to play or the way that you interacted with people? Like what would you say would be your formula for what made you take off so well in only a short amount of time? I think viewer interaction and, uh, making myself open to everyone to communicate and talk to me there's a lot of uh a lot of streamers out there that that shut themselves off from any communication to their viewers you know they have their dms closed they have you know everything basically shut off which i completely understand when i was starting out i had everything completely open people were welcome to talk to me to message me um i was networking and making friends with a lot of people but as you grow bigger it gets a lot harder and I completely understand where people decide to, to turn that off and start to shut themselves away from the audience. But I think communication is key um, in wanting to grow. I think that's that's a big thing. What was the point you would say where you actually realized that this was something you could do as a career? Um, I still, honestly, I still don't think it's something I can do as a career. I think it's, you know, it's still a work in progress. Mm. I think that looking at this, I'd probably say it's at least a five year, it's a five year term. Um, I'm only in my second year at the moment. I'm going to give it at five years. And if at the end of that five years, it hasn't really done anything, like I haven't turned this into a full-time thing, then obviously, you know, it's time to kind of look for something else but um i think it's important to maybe give yourself you know a a time frame and uh see where that goes yeah sure it, it must be uh i guess a difficult tension to manage between asking people for money but not wanting to be pushy but at the same time mm -hmm. this is you know it's your job in many senses mm -hmm. so how do you manage that 
I had a hard time at, at first um, trying to figure out if it's, you know, I feel bad personally asking people for money and I don't like doing that. I feel like I'm very independent. Um, so I, I had a hard time trying to to kind of work around that. Um, the uh, donation goals in streams really, really help um, in terms of donating. People can come into the stream and see, you know, that you're working towards something, you're trying to raise money for something. And I think also with uh, adding in a donation to charity as well, I think that gives like an extra incentive for people to want to um, support and um, and help because it's not just helping the content creator, it's also helping, you know, something a lot bigger. Um, so I think charity is also a good thing. I think it comes down to uh, people that really believe in you and they want to support you. Um, is a really big thing. I've, I've had a, I was very, very, very lucky to have a few people along the way that, that helped me out quite a lot um, in terms of donating and, hmm. and helping me get the bills paid so I can pursue this career. Sure. And is that something where it's like X percentage of donations go towards a, a group or how yeah. does that work? Um, so with Open House, um, we're, we're going to be doing 50% of all donation revenue, um, sub revenue. Uh, so 50% of that over the uh, term of three months will be going to a charity. So we've got, we've, we're trying to work out four different charities at the moment. Uh, one of them, we want to kind of tackle something in like for homeless people, so either like bedding or uh, showers or washing or something for them. Uh, we want to do something for children. We want to do something for the elderly and another charity we haven't quite figured out yet. But there's four different types of charities that we really want to contribute to this year. But hopefully we can r raise a lot of money. Yeah, it's a great idea. And I definitely encourage anyone to check out Open House uh, on Twitch Give them a follow on Twitter too. We'll, we'll plug that at the end of the episode. But for now, uh, I want to talk a little bit more about the glamour of, of being a successful Twitch streamer. Like at PAX, I saw you playing a little bit. It was, I think it was Rocket League. You know, oh. you've been approached to... <laughs> you've been... You've, I laughed that you groaned, but <laughs> you've been approached to, I guess, compete at these events. That must be kind of cool, right? With all it these is. people watching and It is, and it's terrifying at the same time because when they ask you to play a game like Rocket League that you've never played before <laughs> and you're having to sit there and play it in front of an audience and you have a good commentator being like, come on, why are you so bad at this? And you're like, oh, God, <laughs> get me out of here. But no, it's lots and lots of fun. Um, it's definitely an experience. It's thrown me out of my comfort zone. Uh, mm. I'm quite quite socially awkward as you can tell and <laughs> quite shy so it's 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 scary being up there i, I shake a lot <laughs> yeah that yeah. probably affects you can affect yeah, your um, controls yes, a little bit yeah that's why i'm so bad because i'm constantly yeah, right. shaking <laughs> but that's cool like it's I, I had like would never have any idea that you're dealing with uh, anxiety or anything like that i mean twitch streaming is performance in a lot of ways so mm -hmm. how have you found the growth in that regard of you know being in front of people sometimes i don't know how many viewers you normally get but it could be hundreds sometimes it could be thousands depending on where you are and what the event is so how have you dealt with that i think it's just important to be yourself rather than having to to act a certain way mm. i think it's okay if you're nervous or excited or if you're feeling a certain way then you know, act on that and, and let people know. 
at the end of the day, we're all human. Yeah. Yeah, like, I don't really look at streaming as a performance as such. Like, I want to look at it as I'm playing with a whole heap of my friends and having a joke and having a laugh at myself and I mess up and I want to relate to people on that and not think that I'm better than anyone else. Yeah. So I've heard some people say that, you know, being online and being a personality or whatever, that people often just want to give their feedback, whether it's solicited or not. And Mm -hmm. they had to get to a point where they're like, well, even though you're my audience, you can't change who I am. Like you can't say you need to smile more or, you know, all this kind of thing because that's changing the inherent part of what the person's doing, which is being themselves, right? Is Mm -hmm. that something you've found that people give advice that isn't helpful? Oh, yeah. People (laughs) will throw in their opinion whether you want it or not. But um, it's up to you if you want to take it or uh, just ignore it. There's a lot of negative uh, opinions out there and a lot of people won't like what you do or won't like you as a person, that's fine. You either, you choose to take that on board or just ignore it and continue to do what you do. And I guess the gaming community is especially known for, you know, there's a lot of awesome people here, but there's Uh being being on Twitch, anyone can just rock up to your stream or being on YouTube, anyone can just rock up to your stream and Uh they might not have have any idea who you are. So you probably get some people who are, are there just to cause trouble, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, just ignore them and just block them. That's pretty much yeah. all I do. Um, there's a lot of streamers out there that want to kind of fight back or, you know, be abusive back, but I don't really see the point in that. I think those kind of people come into your stream for a reason and that's probably just to get you worked up. Yeah. And if you just ignore them, then they'll leave. That's it. So what would you say, Rach, has been the hardest part of building a following and, and a skill to the point that you're at now? Uh, I think there's a couple of parts that I find the hardest. I think one of them is consistency and being consistent a lot. Um, I, I know a lot of people that juggle full-time jobs and streaming um, where, you know, I'm trying to juggle being a mom mm. and streaming and that's really, really hard when it comes down to consistency and trying to be there you know, as much as possible, things always come up, you know, those things can't be helped. So that's been very, very hard, but hopefully this year I can knuckle down and uh, work on that a lot more. Um, and also just trying to ignore the, the negative comments and the negative people in the industry. Sometimes it can get really overwhelming and you can really get into your head about it. Um, and it can really drag you down. Um, but yeah, you just got to pick yourself up and keep going and, and use that fuel and add that to the fire and, and keep doing bigger and better things. That's cool. So what would you say would be your advice to people who want to either get into streaming or they're already doing it and they want to pick up just a, a better following? Advice would be uh, you will mess up. So don't be afraid. (laughs) And uh, the biggest piece I think would be to network as much as possible. Get to know everyone else or as as many people as possible in in the industry, especially, you know, local. Go to conventions, you know, go and visit other people's streams and network and talk to them and get to know each other and, you know, and then you can collab with people and, and, and grow that way. You know, you can grow a community that way just by networking. Hmm. That's cool. There, there must be times where it feels like there's no growth or you might get into a stagnant period. And that might be mm-hmm. similar to what you described with how, how you finished up with YouTube. How, mm-hmm. how do you push through those times to not get too disheartened with, with what's going on? 
Mm, I think everyone, uh, every streamer, every content creator probably feels like that. It's it's a roller coaster. It's up and down all the time. There's peak periods and there's really low periods. And it can be really, really tough. You're not sure what you're doing wrong or if it's you or if it's, you know, the platform or if there's something else that's happening there. Um, I think, you know, taking a break really helps, even though, you know, you probably think it's going to damage your channel or, or damage your following. If you if you want to take a break, that's fine. I have no issue with that. I think it's good. Everyone needs a break from time to time. Um, and, you know, assessing everything and stepping back and, and finding out if it is, you know, if there's something that you need to change or if there's something that, you know, something else that's happening there. I think taking a break, like I've taken a break for, you know, a month or so now and um, it's been hard. I've missed streaming quite a lot and I feel like, you know, a lot of people have dropped off the radar, but at the same time, I've got all of these great ideas and trying to build towards something even bigger and better. And that's something that's keeping me going. Um, something that you can work towards and you've got a goal in mind. Growing this big idea open house has really given me so much motivation and so much love into streaming that I haven't had in a really long time. And I'm really excited to get into it and start streaming with Brendan and having someone to stream with me is going to be lots of fun, you know, have that banter and, and, you know, competitions and two V twos or whatever. Um, I think it's going to be a lot more fun rather than just sitting here streaming by myself. Definitely. You can show him how it's done. <laughs> Depends on what it is, I guess. Yeah. Consoles, I have no idea. PC, okay. maybe. <laughs> and that's one of the things that I'm curious about. I've heard some streamers say, like, you have to play the same games all the time to build an audience. How do you approach what you're playing and keep it from getting boring? Because the last thing you want to do as a gamer is turn it into a chore. Mm, I think there's, there's a few different types of streamers. I think there's streamers that that stick to that one game and play it nonstop and they grow that way. But yeah, I agree like to the point where it would just get really boring and I and I really just wouldn't want to play it anymore. I'm trying to stay clear of that and be more of a variety streamer. I probably won't bring in as many viewers, but I think variety is the spice of life. And uh, I think you have a lot more fun playing what you want, um, when you want. Um, rather than playing that one game non-stop. Hmm. A lot of people tend to grow that way, sticking to the one game, growing their audience. But then once that game kind of dies down, then where are you? What do you do then, <laughs> you know? And is that where you started with CSGO? Mainly yeah. with that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the transition between CSGO and then playing another game was a little bit hard because everyone would come in and be like, why are you not playing CSGO? You should be playing CSGO, CSGO this, CSGO that. But you kind of just need to put your foot down and say, hey, it's not making me happy anymore. I'm trying something different. And um, yeah, it makes you a lot happier, I think, if you're more of a variety streamer rather than the one single game. Sure. Okay. And last question for you, Rach. If you could do anything and know that you wouldn't fail, what would you do? If I couldn't fail at anything, I think I would probably do something with kids. Um, yeah, yeah I'd, I'd, I'd like to do something with kids. I think this uh, current generation is uh, needs a lot of help and I'd like to help them. Maybe career-wise, I'd probably like to be a um foster carer yeah yeah maybe okay. a foster carer with a uh, 
with the dog farm or something. <laughs> that sounds pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Come and play with the dogs. Dogs everywhere. Yeah, dogs and kids. Maybe yeah. you could incorporate all three, dogs, kids, and video games somehow. That sounds like heaven. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And uh, just for the, for the people out there interested, what games can we expect uh, in, uh, with Open House coming up? Oh, all right. So console-wise, I have absolutely no idea. That's a, That'll be Brandon's department. He's got all the consoles and all the games. So um, he's currently going through a list to figure out... Uh, what two-player games he has, um, but he also has a PSVR, so we can expect some VR gameplay, which will be a lot of fun. He's trying to talk me into doing some horror games, and I'm like, hell no, no, that's too much for me. So we'll probably watch him play some horror games, and I can sit back and maybe try to scare him a little bit yeah. along the way. Um, but uh, definitely PUBG. We've been playing a lot of PUBG on the PC. Um, I've got a custom server as well with that so we'll probably do like a lot of big custom games with the viewers and stuff but yeah that's pretty much it that's what we've got organized at the moment sounds really good uh, thanks for joining me it's been really awesome having this insight into the world of streaming no worries <laughs> it's been okay it's been great thank you for listening you can check out rach on twitter at cartplays with a k and open house on twitch house spelt h-a-u-s i'm on twitter at johnny himself don't forget to check out my merch at designedbyhumans.com slash shop slash putting in work and check out the 8bit.net relaunch on the 30th of january exciting things happening over there until next week keep putting in work